Okay, Lady Ada, what is this? Hello, hello, hello. It's time for the Ada Fruit Show and Tell. We'll get right to it because there are a lot of people. It's me, Lady Ada. With me, Mr. Lady Ada here at the Ada Fruit Factory. We do our design, testing, shipping, manufacturing, electronic goodies. For the next half an hour-ish, we will hear from people around the world on the stuff they're making, soldering, coding, sewing, stitching, embroidering. What are you up to? Cosplaying. We'd love to see it. Um, start with some Adafruit folks and then take it to everybody else. Keep your mic muted. Take two or three minutes when we call on you. Let's start with Scott because he's the first cube. Sweet. I love being the first cube. You're the first cube. <laughs> um, we'll see if I can get this uh, in focus. This is a pie badge. Yes. Prototype, and I'll turn it okay. on. It's got a battery and stuff, so there's no wires. That's a bug I need to fix. I don't think we actually cleared the tile grid's memory. I actually really like it. I was just like, that's cool. It's yeah. Exciting. So this is uh, my adaptation of the Pico 8 version of Celeste for Python. Um, it currently doesn't wait for you to press anything. And so this is like the animation it plays. And I'm going to try. I, could, I think if I tilt it, you can see it better. Yeah. Um, but there's a char Hi, Celeste. character there. And let me see where are my hands. And I think I could jump. There's no okay. way I'm going to be able to like actually like win at this. Um. <laughs> so this is just your first run of porting the Lua code to Python. Yeah, I did it a while ago. Um, like a year ago now, I, I started it. And there's still crashes um, in it. But uh, yeah, it's it's making progress. And then once that's going, hopefully it'll work on the Game Boy as well, which will be also really neat. OK. Uh, yeah. And um, this is a mini show until uh, Scott was kind enough <laughs> to say this. This is a present for our Lady Ada. It's a Circuit mm. Python running Game Boy cartridge. Happy 30th anniversary soon. Right. Um, I saw that color. I saw the color of that, and I was like, "That is definitely the one I had to send you." Yay! Yeah. It's, it's like bad. black with like pinkish labels. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. All right. All right, Game Boy Pocket. I got one. I remember when I, I got the first Game Boy. It was like my treasured position. Now I have. Now I have one that has eight. That's gonna run Circuit Python. Yeah, it's going to. It does run Circuit Python. All right. Sweet. All right. All right. Thanks, Scott. All right. Next up, Boing. Hello there. Hi, Toby. Um, hi. Paint your Boeing. Yeah, I'm just going to use the overhead camera. Uh, this is the, the Boeing demo. It's in one of our libraries running on, on the Pi portal. Um, it already runs at a pretty ridiculous 120-ish frames per second uh, on the Pi portal. Here is a version of it uh, running at about 300 frames a second. Wow, that's too fast. How that's much cool. Pay for this, right? I, I would pay at least three installments of twenty nine ninety five for that. Yeah, I would too. No, these are actually two identical Pi portals running identical code on both of them, and this is all um, some compiler uh, compile time options that uh, you can overclock the board. This one's running at two hundred megahertz rather than the default one twenty, and uh, fiddling around with some of the optimizer settings and uh, if this all works we got some tests to do but uh, if it looks if it looks uh, solid uh, we'll put this in a future uh, release of our, our uh, SAMD board support for Arduino and uh, you, you can get like almost uh, three times the performance with some things that's nice for free 
For free, yeah. I'm, and you also tried uh, overclocking the M0, the SAMD21, but didn't have success with that for people yeah, who Yeah, that out. did not work, but you know those optimizer options? You should still get some uh, some you know free cake from that. Okay. Uh, but the M4, yeah, we did have uh, overclocking as an option. And it seems I left this running overnight, you know, eight hours plus, and uh, it was still still going in the morning. So I, I like how the screen actually can't quite update fast enough because it's kind of like, ah, why are you writing so much data? <laughs> uh, is it freaking out? And um, another thing that's interesting is, you know, when I, it's, when I first got the first data sheet for the SAMD51, it actually said 150 megahertz. So I think the original spec was going to be 150, but then it didn't run at all temperatures and all settings. So they, they clocked it down to 120. And that's why I was like, hmm, you know, let's try, let's try running it at, at high, high speed. But that looks great. Yeah, I think I think uh, definitely if if you're in a harsh environment, you wouldn't want to do the overclocking stuff. But uh, typical indoors on your desk, I I my hunch is it'll it'll do okay with some overclocking. I'm digging it. Yeah. This will be really great for some of our more intense projects. Of course, that eight bit parallel DMA doesn't hurt either. Yeah, All yeah. Right, the fractal uh, demo does really well too. Oh yeah, we should update our GIF um, viewer and see if that uh, can do full speed GIFs. Yep. That would be ideal. That's that's yeah. what we should do. All yeah. right, we'll do that. Maybe I'll do that tonight because I can't help yeah. myself. All right, next up, Noah and Pedro. Yay, good. Hey, hey, Let's jump over to the second camera and take a look at this week's project. All right, so this week's project is another PT idea. This was inspired by one of those robotic Japanese fish. It's essentially like a magnet that's affecting like these little objects. So we have this really cool iron filament in the shop. We have it in both sizes. And we did a dual extrusion on this little octopus guy here. And you can see it's being affected by the cricket in this Playground Express that's inside here. So there's a little motor in here with the magnets attached to that, some UV LED, uh, NeoPix LEDs. That is uh, activating the little fluorescence that we have uh, with the translucent filament that we also have in the shop. And it works with a number of different print-and-place little hinge characters, like this cool little um, starfish. So you can see like the limbs going all crazy, being affected by that. You can use water or just lay it right on top of the platform, and you can see it acting like a little crazy little uh, like. Oh, he's in chill mode right now. I know he's like, he's like hey. I like chill mode. Why are you why are you harshing him, man? Right? I need some water. What's what's happening to my friend? He's floating. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of the ones that we showed in the demo because it was supposed to be like a fish one, so kind of gothy in uh, you know the Adafruit style. So of course we have some like dead type fish. I like the dead fish. That is yeah. cute. Who's it's gonna win? Dead. A or B? Oh yeah, it's you can use a little like, bit uh, of the you know go, go little one. Right? Gothy and going dead on it. But yeah, once it's uh, it there's like randomization on it, even if it's just spinning in a circle, and they kind of look like they're fighting when the battery's full on that, and then. Um, you kind of see the cool little print and place uh, hinges that are going on in there. And yeah. we have a full guide for this. Uh, all the ports are on the back there, so you can program uh, through USB. We're using make code to uh, light the, the LEDs and do the movement on that. And it's a nice little effect for, of course, Halloween or having a little uh, themed type of uh, you know, environment for this. So cool way to have like an anima animatronic type, you know, with uh, magnets. Yeah, this is a pr great use of different filaments, electronics, 3D printing. Yeah. This combines, this yeah. combines all, all the things in one, so good work. Great project. Okay. Thanks, folks. Super mesmerizing. <laughs>
Oh, and did you want to quickly show off the insert tool? Because I just thought that was so neat as a preview. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, it's right over here. So uh, we do I a lot of secret. Yeah, we could do a lot of heat set uh, inserts for parts like this. This is where you want to have a really nice uh, uh, joint or a way to fasten screws so you could stick things together. So this little simple rig uh, just uses these two metal rods and a compression spring. That way you can push this down and get a really straight plunge when you're inserting these. Uh, there's also these special uh, insert tips for your Haku soldering irons or Weller irons. Uh, so this is sized specifically for M3 or M4. Uh, and there's different ones like that. So we're looking at different tips and things and different types of heat set inserts as well. Um, so that's a little kind of jig that we wanted to put together for uh, for our parts that need mechanical strength. I love the tools that we invent to make the things that we want. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, I was looking on Thingiverse for or Instructables too. Uh, if anyone has made one, I couldn't find anything. So you got to make your own. Yeah. Nice. All right. Thanks, Dan Pedro. All right, JP, what are you up to? Hey, so I'm up to a League of Legends project. Uh, League of Legends, if you don't know, is a super, super, super popular video game. Uh, and what I've got is a League of Legends summoner level viewer that I built. So uh, your, your character essentially is your summoner. And uh, what this project does is it uh, allows you in CircuitPython to enter in the name of the summoner that you want to have a display of. Uh, and then what it does is it um, goes out to the API. Let me try to get that to focus. Uh, the API. Nice, yeah. that there you go, that uh, League of Legends uh, that Riot Games has, and it grabs that number there. Here we've got uh, our own Sedacious, that's his character. Uh, what's his character's name? Sidlan. Uh, and it goes and it pulls it every two minutes to check if that's changed, and then it displays this text here that says 36 on top of a BMP graphic. Um, the API that they've got has loads and loads of different things that you can um, query, so you could set it up to get different stats from games, different stats from tournaments. Um, so I'm, I'm writing a guide on this, and this is the sort of basic example. But once you've gone in and gotten your free um, developer API key and account on Riot Games, you'll be able to customize that to pull all kinds of data from, uh, from the game and different tournaments, which I think is pretty cool. Nice. And uh, as just a sort of random tangent, when we were talking before, Lamore mentioned uh, living hinges back when people figured out how to create living hinges with laser cutters. And I found uh, a box I had designed that uses those. So this is a laser cut Baltic birch box that I built. And I use a little bit of the compression of the wood to unlatch uh, the lid here. And you can see that's a hinge that's this is probably the hotness in like 2006. Right? Yeah, doing these. yeah. cigar box guitar ukuleles exactly yeah this is a little throw a little make throwback for you i, I remember sean reagan was the guy who uh wanted to name them sninjas because i think Snin oh yeah Black he did yeah was a place yeah, that was sean michael reagan he was mr funny. jalopy he's awesome i love that guy yeah mr jalopy i still uh, i still see mr jalopy around la sometimes but anyway there's a sninj for you sninjin all right yep JP's workshop is tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Come come by. Uh, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard. No, 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I will always screw that up. 1 o'clock Pacific. Well, if you follow the guide for JP's workshop countdown, get, you'll, get you'll never hour. get it wrong. You'll never get it wrong because Adafruit I.O. will put it into your time zone. So just do that. Okay, next up. Thank you. Aaron, what's a glowing? 
Hello, uh, I'm working on another Steven Universe project this week. Um, I have made a, an umbrella that it looks a lot like um, Rose Quartz's shield. Am I? Yeah. yeah we'll so uh, it's got it's got some lovely lights inside, and uh, when you spin it, then it, it'll do another different kind of color animation, which looks like little comets. Um, this is a pretty fun little project. It is really um, simple. I just used, um, uh, there's no soldering, there's no sewing, there's not really much of anything that's difficult to do. So it's a great sort of beginner project. It's using a Circuit Playground Express and Make Code. And then I just used, uh, to diffuse the LEDs, just used some, um, some white fun fur and hot glue. And then I just used packing tape to get them all in there together. So it's a really, really simple, easy to do project and it's pretty darn satisfying. Um, it's uh, waterproof, so I could totally take this out in the rain and uh, lots of fun. So I'm, I'm gonna be writing up the guide for this this week. Um, it's not done yet, but um, I might add some more fun effects and sounds and see if I can get a you know a raindrop effect and that sort of thing as well. Cool. And there's plenty of time for people who are already waiting in line for the Steven Universe movie. If it rains, we'll be able to use this umbrella. There you go. Come on. Keep all the all the bad guys away at the same time. So Yes. I love those umbrellas. I'm glad this is a good umbrella project. A lot easier than the more advanced uh, Umbrellas are excellent for keeping away zombies and bad people. I'm not kidding. One time someone there was a monster, someone dressed up in a in a monster costume tried to attack Lamore and I walking out of Adafruit after asking engineer and I and I stopped him with an umbrella. I'm not kidding, this really happened. So you're right, it does work. Wow. Anyways. It's just like your superhero power. Yeah. It wasn't a good monster. It was because um, there was, it was a, a They were part of the haunted house. But the thing is, it wasn't their fault, but they were trying to scare us. But they were, we, we were like so on edge because there's always like people who want to like yeah, they, take me away that feel like turned on really fast and thwacked him with an umbrella. And the guy's like, I don't know, but why did you do, try to scare somebody? You don't expect them. They might whack you with their umbrella. He was yeah, fine. I was trying to grab Lamar and it kind of, he was like a zombie. Anyways. Learned his lesson. Goodness. <laughs> or did that to us yeah. again. Yeah. All, right. All right. Next up, Brian. Hey, guys. So Hello. today I was thinking about tools and having the right tool for the job. And this is my new favorite tool. It's the engineer solder sucker. Those are great. Aren't these like so, so satisfying? Good. So good. The, the number one feature is you can actually do the plunger with one hand. You don't have to, like, shove it against your your desk or something. And it's got the sweet silicone tip. So yeah. I'm all about having the right tool for the job, but I'm also about having the right tool for the wrong job. Yeah. And so I found something else to do with it and I'll show you what I was doing. So I've been working on a pressure sensor and can you guys see the plot here? Yeah, yeah plot. So Here's a plot in the Arduino serial plotter. And if you look, you can see that I can change the pressure up and down, it's in uh, relative mode, so it goes positive and negative. And so what I'm doing is using the solder sucker to put suction or pressure on the sensor. And it actually works really well for testing. Um, so I will, I've got a couple of other things to show on the... Uh, we are a black uh, square now, which is oh super no. cool. Oh God, Where, why am I the black? It's square. That's so, so sweet, okay. Oh, it's because I, I changed paint the black paint. There black. we go. All okay. right, here we go. And now over to my camera. Okay, can you see okay. that? Yeah. Sweet. So yeah, so I'm basically just, I can't even really see it, but uh, yeah, thing on there like that, and it works really well. Slurp, slurp. Um, so this, what was that? Slurp, slurp. 
Yeah, exactly. So this is the LPS 35 HW. It's a new waterproof uh, sensor I'm working on. It's working great. Uh, over here, you can see another thing that I, I can't see that well. It's a, a little LED I worked on. It's um, one of these guys. So I needed a, a status LED, and I had some, um, you know, like you stick a resistor on a LED, and it works okay. You can't see it that well, but yeah, basically it's a SMD resistor and a SMD um, LED stuck onto a SOT 25 um, uh, carrier, and it's super easy for plugging into breadboards and and you know not having you to. Said, these are hacks. Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm all about hacking stuff to work. And then last but not least, I've got this, which I showed uh, the PCB file of last week. And it's yeah. just a new one of new audio boards I'm working on. Just got the PCBs today, so we'll uh, get it going. And okay, that's what I'm working on. We got some cats on tape. All Lots right. happening over at Brian House. Let's go to Jeff, and then we'll go to Mike, and then we'll wrap up with that. All right, Jeff. Hey, hey Jeff. Well, hey. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, so uh, I'm an EMT on a volunteer squad. And one of the things we do to, to mix up the training a couple times a year is we do a quiz night. Uh, so uh, we've been doing it for a few years with these light and sound buzzers. So it requires the judges' uh, decision on who buzzed in first. So needless to say, there's a lot of things thrown at each other. So uh, to kind of alleviate uh, some of the arguments, uh, I built a little box here. Is this Sharon? Not yet. We still see you. I won't want to get into a fight with an EMT because they just they throw well, like if you get, yeah. things at well, you. The, the, but they'll be able to repair you. But they'll fix you if they hurt you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So you got the DigiKey button box. Yeah. So this is uh, you know, following Phil's lead there of uh, using cardboard to get stuff done quick. So we connected the. Uh, four busters we had with this control box. It's built in Arduino. There was an instructable up there, but yeah, that box with the DigiKey label on there is actually uh, just a cardboard box with some contact paper on it. So uh, it's test mode, showing all the buttons go, and inside it's just an Arduino and a bit of a mess of wires. Uh, but what I didn't count on is how badly they were going to get uh, everything was going to get beat up during one of the quiz shows. So I came back with. Uh, a version two here uh, stopped at a Harbor Freight and found this plastic ammo box, uh, which is real nice because there's a compartment on the top uh, that lets me embed all the electronics right in there. Uh, so let me kill the screen share here. Yeah, then you can just tuck all the buttons in. Yeah, and yeah all, the, all the buttons go in there, and there's 20 feet of uh, headphone cable connecting each one. And that's, uh, let's go back to the camera. And then uh, that's how we're getting the, uh, uh, getting everything connected and carried back and forth. All right, All right outstanding. The only thing I saw that it was missing was an as seen on the show and tell sticker. So email support8afford.com will send you out a sticker, Jeff. And also, thank you for being an EMT. Sure thing. That's awesome. And I'm glad that they're taking quizzes. It's like they keep up to date right. on. On what to do because you oh, nothing helps people other than preparing for things that they can't prepare for. Yeah. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike, and Mike's hey, assistant. Mike. I'm Mike and Max. And Max had to do a book report on uh, Percy Jackson's book, Lightning Thief. And his mom said, Wouldn't it be great if your project actually had lightning on it? So yeah. 
So I don't know if you can see this. Oh, yeah. Oh, sweet. You see the lightning bolts flashing in there? Yeah. So um, you know, I wrote this code that basically has random intervals and random numbers of flashes. We, we went and bought, bought a, uh, a string of 10 little tiny LEDs and cut it in half. So we have two strips of five controlled by two pins of the microcontroller. We just used a, uh, used a uh, DigiSpark clone that I had handy and a uh, battery pack. Uh, Trinket would have been perfect for that, but this is what I had on hand. And uh, that's it, just flashing LEDs that look like lightning. That looks right. great. How, how did the uh, classroom receive the book report? How did Max do on the, the book report? It counted as two book reports, one for just a book report and two, uh, another one for creativity. Awesome, right. congratulations. congratulations, yay! All right, well, you're not done with the awards and accolades for this book report. Um, have your uh, dad email supported Adafruit and uh, we'll send you out as seen on the show and sell sticker. All right, thank you. All right, good Sweet. work. We did the same thing. We have an IoT desk, and we have the same the same like synthetic Clouds. synthetic cloud material around the side, and we light it up with LEDs to make it look like a cloud. So good work. All right, Adam. Okay, Adam. Play us out with your giant microscope. <laughs> hey there, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Perfect. So this is another electron microscope. This time it's a transmission electron microscope again, so TEM. So instead of bouncing electrons off the sample, we uh, shine electrons in here. Uh, it's really thin samples. We're talking in, uh, on the order of about 70 nanometers thick. You've got to get the samples for this work in this. But the advantage of a machine like this is that it's a incredibly high resolution. The, uh, this particular machine, um, fully functional, can probably get pretty dang close individual pieces of DNA. Uh, and the bigger brothers of this thing that take up entire warehouses are uh, atomic resolution machines. So the TEMs are very high resolution, but somewhat limited in their samples. Anyways, uh, this is what I picked up a while ago uh, towards the beginning of the year at a uh, university in Connecticut and uh, shipped here in California to a customer's garage of all places. <laughs> so I'm just starting the rebuild on it. So taking it all apart, uh, cleaning everything up, recalibrating a whole bunch of stuff, and also reassembling it. We're actually going to have to... Uh, <laughs> cut a hole in the ceiling above it to get it to fit in the garage because this is a particularly tall machine when it's fully assembled. Um, in, in addition to this, just this one machine, they've also got a, uh, another SCM over here and uh, another SCM in the corner over there. And then I've got a SCM number four actually arriving on a truck Friday here. So it's going to be a pretty busy, uh, pretty busy few days. So probably I'll see you again next week. Still working on these instruments. Um, hopefully I'll have a lovely green beam showing up on the screen here by that time. But uh, another rebuild in progress. Awesome. All right. Hey, that's our show for tonight. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. We're here every single week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for making this the best half an hour of our lives every single week. And thank you for coming on the show and tell and sharing all your projects and more. Thanks, thank Scott. Scott. Thanks, Moin. Thank, you, Moin. <laughs> no, thank you, Pedro, Mike, Max, Max JP, Jeff, Jeff Aaron, Brian, Brian Adam, and Adam. Tim. All right. We'll see everybody next week. And Ask an Engineer starts in four minutes. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. See you soon.